Hey everyone, uh, it's Drew here again and I've got Polly here next to me. Hi everyone. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We are looking at episode two of our series, Praise in the Pandemic. And if you are wondering who that amazing choir is in the background, that is the Brooklyn Tabernacle, uh, who are showing us how it's done. Um, but to recap, yesterday we spoke about how God is the originator of song and singing, how singing is woven into the very fabric of creation. We also looked at how we have been created to sing and that when we sing we uh, are reflecting the character and person of God and that also when we sing we are joining in with all of creation um, who are singing praises back to God. Um, and so today the main theme is around how we are commanded and how we are compelled to sing. Uh, so we're kind of looking at the, the reasons why we sing. And so let's first dive in and look at why how we are commanded to sing. So one of the first reasons that we are singing people is that God has commanded us to sing. It doesn't take long if you're scrolling through the Psalms to see the command to sing uh, almost on every page. And here are just some examples. Uh, Psalm 149 says, Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the saints. Psalm 9 says, Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among His people uh, His deeds. Psalm 68 says, O kingdoms of the earth, sing to God, sing praises to the Lord. Or even in the New Testament, in Ephesians, we uh, read in Ephesians 5, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so it's very clear uh, in Old and New Testament, that God has commanded us to be a singing people. I guess the next question to ask is, is why does he command us to sing? Well, um, on the one hand, it, it's necessary because um, if you're anything like me, heartfelt praise doesn't come easily uh, to us all the time. In fact, there are an array of forces kind of pitted against us. If you think about just time, energy, uh, our busy schedules, but our own sinful hearts, our own sinful desires, a whole bunch of forces that kind of work against us, which um, seek to deflect us from giving God the praise that uh, he's rightfully due and that we should give him in all circumstances. Um, and that is praise not only with our lives, as we understand, but also with our lips, and not only with our words, but also in song itself. And so Unless we are alert to this danger, it's, it's so easy and so possible and so often that we rob God of the praise that he's due and that he is worthy of. Um, so the first reason is that uh, it kind of reminds us that God is worthy and that we need to praise him and, and to worship him. But the, the another reason why we are commanded to sing is that it brings him glory. Um, and as the Westminster Catechism says, the, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So, in fact, when God commands us to praise Him and to sing to Him, uh, He's getting the glory, but He's also doing it so that we get to enjoy Him as well. And so there, uh, there's something uh, rich for us to be found in praising God. And so uh, we do it because we're an obedient people and we want to glorify God together. So not only are we commanded to sing, but we're also compelled to sing. We sing because the gospel compels us. There is a familiar pattern in the Bible. God saves and his people sing. Isaiah 51 11 says, The ransom of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. 
over and over again we see this pattern of God redeeming and rescuing and people rejoicing with song. Bob Coughlin writes in his book Worship Matters that worship isn't primarily about music, techniques, songs, or methodologies. It's about our hearts. It's about who and what we love more than anything else. Our motivation to sing comes from so much more than ourselves. Our likes, our comfort levels, our musical tastes and preferences. Intrinsically, it's driven by the one who died and was raised. It is driven by a heartfelt desire to convey gospel truth to those of us who already know it and need to be refreshed and renewed by it and to communicate to those who don't yet know um, but who might be drawn to Christ through seeing and hearing God's people who clearly mean what they sing and the way that they sing about it. We've been referencing the Zephaniah passage quite a bit, but um, Zephaniah 3 verse 14 says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Did you notice there where our singing comes from? Rejoice and exult with all your heart. What matters most in singing is the state of our hearts. God is honored when our hearts sing to him in joyful humility and honesty. Praise is prompted by, compelled by, the revelation of something glorious. And the gospel is the revelation of the most glorious truth in history. The truth is that we praise what we love. C.S. Lewis writes, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment. It is its appointed consummation. Don't sing primarily because you love singing or keep quiet because you do not. Sing because you love who made you and formed you and enables you to sing. So at the end of this podcast, we wanted to leave you with some questions to ponder. Does the gospel, the love of Jesus, stir in you a joy and desire to sing and celebrate? If not, why not spend some time praying about this and asking God to restore that first love? There's also an element of us living by faith and calling our own hearts to awake and respond to God's love for us, even when we don't feel it. In Psalm 57, verse 8 to 11, it says, Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be all over the earth. How about another question to think about? How has hearing that God commands us to sing with our hearts engaged how has this challenged or changed your view of corporate worship or singing? When we sing together, we are not just filling time or giving our ears something beautiful to listen to, and we're certainly not just warming ourselves up to listen to the message. Singing worship in, its, in itself is a great gift to our church and our opportunity to sing directly to God and celebrate Him. Great, guys. Well, thank you for listening to day two. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be looking at some aspects of singing and what it does for us, especially uh, in, in these times we find ourselves in, but then also um, what it means to sing as the church. And so as we prepare our hearts to gather again together, that is something we can look forward to. So keep well, uh, have a great day, and we'll be chatting to you tomorrow. Here's to the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Hi.